Give us money, you fucks. Oh. Uh. Fuck you. I want money. Oh, okay. I want our show to not suck anymore. God damn it. Give us money. So go to patreon.com slash terminus underscore media and do what the man says. He's money. He's holding a gun to my head. Genuinely a good song. I don't give a fuck. Everybody keeps sharing it around still to this day, like it's supposed to be like I don't know, like everybody's just want to make fun of it. I fucking love that song. And I love the EP that it came off of. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. It's a good song. I have literally never heard this song in my life. And my name is Jeremy. I'm going to show you later. Okay, and welcome to the Terminus Podcast. Hi. Hello. So, this week... I am still passing a kidney stone, but I don't feel like I'm dying. Okay, so what... Hold on, how does this work? Because you should be dying. Yeah, heroin. Basically. Yeah, basically heroin. It's keeping me alive. Now I'm just addicted. I like Sublime a lot now. Oh, no. Um. Okay, so... You have been having this kidney stone for the last two weeks now? Just about? About a week. About a week, week and a half? Yeah. Uh, and you're 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 not loopy anymore, because you were loopy last week. Yeah, I'm just not taking the pills, because it makes me like Sublime. Okay. I hate Sublime. So... Basically, and I really feel like they should have included this in the side effects section of this drug. Uh, uh, basically, it, it, it will make you like Sublime. And sometimes the Grateful Dead. I, I can see where that would be a problem. It is. It's right up there with like explosive diarrhea, possible like suicide, suicidal tendencies, suicidal thoughts. Did uh, you just say suicidal depression. tendencies because of the band? Yes. Because that would be another band where you would like it on heroin. Yeah. Good. Okay. Great. We've established. That also, you are now started on wearing a bandana. Why? Another side effect. No. I have jerseys. Stop. Basketball <laughs> jerseys and flat bills. Are you down with the clown as well? Like, what the fuck? Dicky shorts with skate shoes. They're DCs. Okay. Wristbands. Hold on. No. Stop. A monster tattoo. We have to, because you you just touched on a really sensitive side of my life. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fam? 
Knox. Literally, in high er, in middle school, because I was forced to wear a school uniform in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I moved from uh, I moved from basically uh, a really pretty chill elementary school to. Um, you know, a place that you were required to dress like a dress code. Yeah. And then in middle school, I was kind of like, I have to look cool again. And so, fucking no joke, my uniform in middle school was Dickie shorts and DC shoes. 100%. You sound like someone who looks like they listen to a lot of Simple Plan and then claim, like, punk rock i listen to a lot of blink 182 that makes sense mm-hmm. a lot of blink i would have made a fun fucking of you. shitload of blink i would have made so much i fun was of you. 10 <laughs> <laughs> i was fucking 10 so <laughs> i would have made fun of 10 year old trevor that's fine that's yeah. what everyone else did yeah but I actually mean, that's not, not true i mean if you're not wearing like the dicky shorts with the dc shoes like the the fluffy ones the poofy yeah. ones yeah, no, like the, the, the ones that make your yeah. feet look deformed yeah 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 that's what they were um, and you're not getting homemade tattoos in your friend Chad's Super living wasn't. room Super while there's wasn't Pantera playing in the background? <laughs> that did not happen. Um, your poser <laughs> is fuck. That's fine. I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> 10-year-olds can be posers. 10-year-old Trevor, Listen, Trevor poser I didn't, piece of shit. I didn't discover Operation Ivy until I was a sophomore in high school. That's, so. that's depressing. Yeah, super is. God, I'm losing really so is. much respect for you. That's fine because I uh, fucking just found went. all the music that people liked after that oh man i listened to nothing but maximum rock and roll playlist for fucking like four See, or five years after to, that that's where you're getting into the hipster territory though. that's exactly right yeah i was exactly that i mean before that, there was a name for it i was the kid who dressed in all black fucking walking around the school listening to hardcore playlists that were made by some fucking washed out asshole in san francisco yeah um, been doing that since 2008 so there I am. I bet you listen to a lot of Arcade Fire now. No, I don't. I listen to a lot of electronic music. <laughs> I mean, that explains the tongs that you're wearing right now. Okay, fuck off. These are Vans? No, they're tongs. They are slip-on tongs. Vans. They're tongs. No, listen. I know I've... what tongs look like. Mm. Do you? Yeah. Those aren't those aren't Vans. Those are tongs. All right, mister. I'm wearing a pullover right now. I'm wearing a notorious bit big t-shirt. Did you just did you just say notorious bit? Yes. As notorious. In, were you about bit? to say oh Bitcoin? Yeah. You're on the Bitcoin train now. No. You piece of shit. No, I'm on the Dogecoin. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Dogecoin is where it's at. We're gonna get there eventually. We're gonna get there's shit also the, on by people who are super into Bitcoin. There's you know also that, right? the banana coin now. There is a banana coin. There's also yeah. the Ponzi coin. Yeah, the no, the literally, literally, there is a, there is a website now, PonziCoin.org. Oh, it is a Ponzi scheme. This makes it me says happy. it on the website, Ponzi scheme. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> People are actually upset that Ponzi coin has stolen their money. I'm like, mother, it's on the name. It is the name of the thing. I mean, you have fucked yourself. That just you have fucked yourself hard. You did this to yourself. How was that successful? But BitConnect went down. I don't know. I don't know. It, but I just thought it was hilarious that there's such a thing called Ponzi coin. I'm, that makes me really fucking happy. Honestly, I'm ready for like the annoying orange coin. Hi. Or ten hour loop of uh, Stewie from Family Guy saying, "Mom, mom, 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 mom mommy." That's mommy. That's, 
Mommy. <laughs> Basically, that's 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 going to be our new project right there. Ten hour loop of uh, Stewie saying "Mom." I, I can't. Uh, I won't. I refuse. No, we're we're in this. So Terminus Project or yeah, Terminus Podcast. What is the no. name of our thing? No. What do you mean? What what is it? What is the name of what thing? The thing that we're doing. Which this is the Terminus Podcast. Give us money. So, several years ago, I made out with a dude for a cupcake. That is that is absolute truth. It was, uh, we, we made out. I'm dying. I got a cupcake. It was vanilla. It was delicious. It was, it was at a gay club. He was a very good friend of mine. Um, we're still friends to this day. And there were pictures of this. There, there were pictures. That was the gayest thing I'd ever seen up until I saw the new study I, that we're going over right now. Okay, so uh, last week, the Harris Poll and GLAAD uh, released a poll that basically talked about how year over year, um, for the last few years up until 2017, um, the uh, level of discomfort among non-LGBTQIA communities um, regarding LGBT people um, was going down, basically. like People were feeling less uncomfortable around people with uh, you know, a differing sexual orientation or gender identity um, than them until last year. And across the board, last year, everything went up. Um, a couple of stats, um, 24% last year felt uncomfortable having LGBT members uh, at my place of worship. 27% of people said that they felt uncomfortable seeing an LGBT co-worker's wedding picture. Uh, 30% of people say that they're uncomfortable learning a family member is LGBT. Um, 31% say they feel uncomfortable with a child placed in a class with an LGBT uh, teacher. 31% uncomfortable saying that they, uh, learning that my doctor is LGBT. Uh, seeing a same-sex couple holding hands, it's not as high as it was in 2014, but it has risen from the last year um, by 3% from 28% last year in 2016 to uh, 31% in 2017. Learning that my child has a uh, lesson on LGBT history in school from 2014 to 2015, it stayed pretty flatlined at 20 uh, or 37%. It went down in 2016, 34%, and in 2017 again, uh, 37%. Uh, in addition to that... Um, they're the number of people who feel like they are allies, um, so allies to LGBT people, um, went down from 53% in 2016 to 49% in 2017, and the number of or the percentage of detached supporters, basically people whose comfort level varied across situations, um, they went from 33% to 37%. So people are feeling much less uncomfortable or much more uncomfortable now about uh, people on the LGBTQIA spectrum than they were last year at this time or 2016 at this time. So uh, congratulations. We live in a fuckhole. Yeah, so that divide, I, I was talking about this divide um, last week. Uh, was it last week? I don't remember. I was very high. 
So I don't remember what you said either. Okay, I was not so high, we're, but we're just gonna pretend that I said something. If I didn't, it's fine. I don't care. But um, you basically the, this country became so decisive that divisive, uh, divisive. Yeah, that You're we welcome. thank you. Um, it got so divisive that you know just it bystanders in a fucky conversation have now become victim again. And I guess the problem is, like, these points of conversation stopped being talked about in a negative way for a very long time up until about a year ago. You didn't really see it in the media. You didn't really, uh, I mean, as often. No, um, no. It just the, stopped. I mean, it, the, yeah. the, the, the story changed. This was a story about, okay, well, the, the, the gay rights movement is finally moving forward. They're no longer spinning their wheels in the mud and... Uh, the the increase of uh, support is is skyrocketing now in comparison to where it was like you know ten years ago and right. th- those were times to celebrate you know what I mean like the, this was a time where uh, people stopped feeling like they had to live in a closet then you had the Orlando shootings happen which really I was overwhelmed whenever that happened because you saw people that they they a lot of people came out of the woodwork in the ways they do after tragedies yeah. to. Um, to comfort yeah. the LGBT community. I mean, there were Republicans who were saying nice things about LGBT people yeah. where they hadn't ever before. Well, and, um, that, and that's the thing because it, it actually made it feel like, you know, me being a bisexual person. Right. Um. So the story that I told wasn't a joke. That actually happened, but um, not because I was gay, but because or bi, I wanted a cupcake. I had to pay the toll to get the cupcake. See what I mean? We've all been there. It's okay. It's fine. No, I haven't. We, been we there. all I made out with a member of the same sex to get a cupcake. Do not tell me otherwise, Trevor. I haven't. Do not. It's fine. It's whatever. We'll talk about this later. Um, Is it? Was this a thing I was supposed to do when I got my queer card? What the fuck? Yes, that was the initiation. God damn it! Well, you know they've they've been saying that ace people aren't members of the LGBTQ community for years anyway. So I guess I might as well just turn my badge in and go home. It's time. I never got a badge. It's time. Never got a badge. Yep. Also, fuck you if you think ace people don't belong in the in the LGBTQ community. You fucks. Why are you looking at me like that while you say that? Anyway, I don't know. I just needed. To, I, I needed a saying, focus God point. Damn it! I'm sorry. Wow, this guy is kind of abrasive. But anyway, anyway, I love so, you. Like being, you know, being who I am. You know, like yeah. I, I've only actually been out of the closet for a, few a years. couple of years. Yeah. yeah, I think it's been about three three years. Oh, now. congratulations! Um, thank you. And that same year, I did celebrate by going to Gay Pride, not as an ally, but as but as, as, a, as a queer boat. of the yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it, it was it was incredible. I didn't talk to anybody. No, I, I was oh, just no, there, no. You just like I'm terrified. Oh, I, I'm super uncomfortable with people. Yeah, but like. No, I get it. It was overwhelming. I, I cried, and I'm not a person who cries. You know what I mean? But I, I cried being there. I've definitely seen you cry. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I should mention. It's 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 difficult to get me to that point. Like, out of a place of joy. Sure, that's fair. You know what fair. I mean? Like that's that, fair. Out of a place of joy, it's very hard to get me there. So gay pride happened, and I cried. And it, 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 was, it was incredible to me. Like, I was overwhelmed. And so whenever I saw the... the, the the story change and see and i started to see the way that society started to treat um, members of the lgbtq community um, differently 
than where they had before in Orlando happened. I was very afraid. Yeah, when Orlando yeah, happened yeah, yeah. because I was ready for the shit storm to come out. That oh, you know, it just took a year apparently. Yeah, but. it took a it took a year. It's it's fine. It's <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine, motherfuckers. But it's fucking fine. But yeah, it was crazy seeing like the these people come out and actually offer support and compassion. Yeah, for sure uh, to my community that they hadn't shown before and like it genuinely felt like the landscape was changing and now we're moving back into the swamp Mm -hmm. and this is harmful yeah it's it sucks this is bad it's super bad i mean so you know there's there's a lot to that kind of goes into this um you know i think the rise of the alt-right is a big thing here um which is ironic because one of their most prominent members was fucking Milo. Milo Yiannopoulos. But, uh, you know, there, there's a whole lot that goes into this. It's there's There's been, generally speaking, across the board, a cultural reaction to um, the the sort of progress that social movements have made. The, the, um, there's another poll that I saw, um, which we won't get into at all because it's, oh God, it's so fucking lengthy. dense. But uh, the Pew Research Center basically did a poll of uh, people who identified as Democrats, people who identified as Republicans, men and women in both parties, um, basically just tried to get a good sense of where people were at regarding gender equality. Right. And, uh, you know, the the long and short of it was, you know, Democrats were generally more of the view that uh, there is still a lot of work to be done. Republicans were either of the view that um, gender equality had gone too far or um, that everything was just fine the way it is right now. And, you know, looking at that and looking at the the influence that the alt-right has had on the the regular right, um, it's, it's really very telling. Um, there has been a major shift rightward, um, more so even than in the last couple of years. And so we're going to start seeing some shit go down this year, I think, probably. Um one of two things is going to happen. Um, the first thing that may happen is um, we may see a consolidation of the right's power. We may see a consolidation of the right's, you know, sort of viciousness. Um, and we may see reprisals against communities uh, that are marginalized, against the um, LGBT, uh, LGBTQIA communities, uh, against communities of color, against women. Um, against anybody who, you know, politically is their enemy. And uh, on on the other hand, we may see sort of a, a rubber band effect where it's like we had one year of hell and now the Democrats are supposed to, like, take that seriously or some shit. Yeah. That's the... I don't really think that's going to happen. Here's the... That's the, the really sad thing is I think the first thing I said is most likely to happen, um, but... Either of these things are a possibility. I think we've already faced our rubber band. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the rubber band happened last year, and it was ineffective as fuck. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's really not a lot to say there. Uh, but there's, there is hope out there. Um, you know, there are people who, you know, I, I think the Me Too movement, um, while not specifically tied to sexual orientation, not uh, tied to, um, you know, queerness as a specific thing um it gives it gives the 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 feeling of efficacy right yeah um you know me too said for a lot of people like it's okay to come out uh, to come forward and, and tell your story and say that something happened to me it wasn't okay and uh 
that gives people a lot more power to to basically say we're not taking your shit and i hope that that continues yeah i i I would agree with that um you know you you said your hope uh, you you have hope i i i do still have hope i i do because i i look at the the numbers here right and uh while they're still sadly high um they're still below 100 percent they're below 50 percent you know um i mean shit like we're we haven't even hit 40 um you know it's that's still telling me that if these numbers are representative and uh, of of society as a whole and if these numbers are even close to accurate i know that we still have more people on our team than the other you know what i mean and numbers do count whenever it comes to these discussions they do count um and so while you're looking at you know uh fucking 31 percent of people feeling uncomfortable when seeing a same-sex couple holding hands um that's just telling me that there's another 69 nice oh, nice nice um that was accidental by the way hey. the 60, yeah 69 percent the sex number oh <laughs> um 69% of people that are either not giving a fuck because, I mean, that's just a thing. You're holding hands with your boo. It doesn't give a fuck or somebody cheering you on in the background, man. And that's important. So you need to remember that 69% nice. Um, you need to remember that crowd that's in the back. Because, like, the, there's, there's too many people that have given up the fight. There are too many people who, understandably so, tuck tail and stay in the closet. Or you know, um, aren't comfortable having these hard conversations about how society is making them feel a certain way or, or, or making them feel afraid, um, you know, uh, for being themselves. Right. Exactly. And so that's 69%, um, that the, you're the crowd that I'm talking to, like you really need to give, you know, a little, little chat on the back a pat on the back you know and just say hey you know we're here for you and that's what we need yep and stop going to gay clubs <laughs> stop going to gay clubs and trying to make this shit all about yourself all right yeah that, stop that's, fucking doing it the straights need to not yeah no be a part of it be there come hang out stop be taking the, the fucking attention like be the dd be the designated driver be the dd be the ally give us our pat on the back you know but stop trying to take the focus off the real fucking yeah. issue. Like, these gay clubs are the only place, that, or, or one of the main places that we have to to go and meet one another and talk. It's not about going, getting drunk, and fucking one another. Like, th- these are places that we, we feel like we are safe right. around one another. These are places that, you know, I've never had a sexually co- uh, charged conversation in a gay bar. Yeah, no. Never once. Definitely I had it in bars. Yeah. Regular bars. Oh, absolutely. Regular bars. Total dude, bro. Like, I'm gonna oh, fuck God. you. It was so bad. But in the gay club, the park is uh, my yep. favorite. Um, I had a really rad conversation with a man about Dillinger Escape Plan and Bad Religion. That's neat. And it was a really good time. So, anyway, and I say that because, like, these are places that we can have those conversations and just be us. Yeah. We're okay with cohabitating. 
don't try to take away the conversation and put it all on you. Stop that. Yeah. That's not ally. That's not ally. That's that's a, te- a attention whore. Stop it. Becky and and Chad. Fucking straight Chad. Chad and fucking Jason, piece of shit. Fuck Jason. Jason's the piece of shit, not all of you. No. Some of you are just misguided. Like yeah. you just don't understand. That's fine. And and but it's fine. Continue. Um well, let's let's actually go to break cuz I, I think we've 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 segmented this segment to death. Uh, I think we did. I think we did the thing. So when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, fun libertarian fuckery. What the fuck is that monstrosity? So um, I have a buddy. Uh, his name is Adam. He's a he's a lawyer um, who's working with uh, a, a organization that's trying to protect immigrants and refugees' rights. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a libertarian, and I know that that's probably gonna put people's hackles up as soon as they hear that. When you get the music, yeah, exactly. Right what the fuck do you mean libertarian? He's actually really cool. He's from Oklahoma. Uh, dude is uh, you know he's from Deer Creek. Went to Edmond schools. Um, and then uh, basically became came really badass, you mm-hmm. know. Went to law school and all that other fun shit. But uh, he's a libertarian, and, and he he posted this picture. Um, it is a book cover. Uh, it's it's actually a quote unquote book cover in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, someone put a rough cut of this online. It is a book cover, uh, and I'll, I'll just describe it. It's by a man named Chase Rachels. Um, otherwise known as Christopher Chase Rachels. He's on Facebook publicly. He's easy to find. Um, and the book title Please is... Please don't reach out to him. Please don't reach out to yeah, him. Yeah, don't reach out to him. Don't, don't, don't reach out to him. Don't let him know what a piece of shit he is. Don't do that. Don't let him know Absolutely that at all. Absolutely don't do that. We're not encouraging you to go 100% reach out to don't Chase do that. Rachels. That is R-A-C-H-E-L-S. Like yes. multiple Rachels. Like multiple Rachels. Christopher Chase Rachels. Don't reach out to Chase. him. Chase rachel's 100 percent. don't do not but anyway his book title is white comma right comma and libertarian on the cover is a helicopter mm-hmm. you know how uh, recently a bunch of douchebags in the alt-right have been uh coming out with these helicopter memes it choppy the helicopter uh, choppy the shit. helicopter fucking uh saying oh hey you know it'd be really awesome if augusto pinochet from chile was uh you know basically uh disappearing um all of my political enemies in a helicopter ride yeah. and throwing them in the chilean desert that's super great um so the cover is exactly that it is a helicopter with four um hangman's ropes leading down below the title and from left to right the hanging dead bodies are communists muslims antifa and feminists and right below that it says forward spelled f-o-r-e-w-a-r-d no that's not the right way to spell forward don't let chase rachel's know what a shitty speller he is do not no, don't under don't. any circumstance tell don't let Chase Rachel's that he's got a very loose grasp of the English language. He sure does. Um, don't let him know that though. The forward is by Hans Hermann Hoppe. Now, I have the sort of ignominious dig- er, sort of distinction of having been around libertarians for 
pretty good clip from basically 2012 to 2017. Um, I was a member of a think tank called the Center for a Stateless Society. In fact, when we were doing the podcast, I was just like sort of quitting that organization. And they were pretty cool. I mean, they were quote unquote market anarchists. Um, you know, they, they ran the gamut from sort of more traditional left libertarians to um, straight up anarchists. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they were a really neat bunch to sort of work with. Um, but their proximity to what most Americans conceive of as the quote unquote libertarian movement um, was very small. Like it was a very close proximity kind of deal. And so I got to know uh, all of the members of this sort of libertarian hierarchy. There's their um, basically uh, the Godhead is, uh, you know, you kind of separated between a guy named Ludwig von Mises, a, a Jewish Austrian um, who came up with the Austrian school of economics and uh, Friedrich Hayek, um, you've got uh, Milton Friedman, excuse me, you've got uh, Lou Rockwell, you've got Ron Paul, obviously. Um, he's kind of the big one. He's kind of the big one most well, recently. Still a piece still a piece of shit. Well, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a prominent member is what yeah. I mean. Um, but there's also some people who were more on the anarchist side. There was Carl Hess, there was... Uh, uh, a guy who's uh, Robert Anton Wilson. Um, he's he was a fiction author. He wrote a lot of books about a, something called agorism. Um, you know, and, and just kind of there there were these weird separate threads and and like um, it's bizarre to me how you remember this many names and I I have trouble <laughs> remembering how to spell my own last name. Remember, I was part of this group for five years. Um, so I, I've, I've, I've lived memorized all of these people. Years. I've memorized all these people, and there, there's more. I mean, there's Tom Woods, there's Lou Rockwell, there's a whole bunch more. And uh, basically, the the gamut is run from people who are marginally not racist to uh, people who are very fucking racist. Um, yeah. Some of the names include uh, Hans Hermann Hoppe, include uh, Stefan Molyneux. You've probably heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of the alt-right, basically, came out of libertarianism um, for the last couple of years. I mean, there's a very interesting sort of dynamic. I'm not really sure why. Um, I'm sure there's probably going to be people who go, yeah, it's stupid. It's because they're libertarians. But legitimately, like, there's more going on there. And I think it's a good idea to figure out why the fuck that's happening. Right. But Chase Rachels is a new guy. He's he's part of the sort of uh, newer class of libertarians slash fascists. That has arrived since the beginning of the alt-right. And uh, some other people you might hear about in that same vein. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, a guy named... Uh, oh, God. What was his name? We're going to cut all of this. Chase Rachels. Not Ch- we'll, we're, we'll just stick with Chase Rachels for now. There, there are more. But basically, um, he he's... He's a shitty internet person. That's all he is. That's all he really ever is fucking is. Is he like Milo is. Yiannopoulos, shitty internet uh, person? Yeah, he's kind of like that. He just he just doesn't have a fan base. Um, um, he's, don't under any circumstance tell Chase uh, Chase Rachel's that he is nobody. No, don't do that uh, at all. But kind of the 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 point that I wanted to make about this is, um, you know this 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 guy has gotten into a libertarian think tank. Um, at the very least, he was associated with it a couple of years ago, called the Ludwig von Mises Institute. Um, also home to people like Hans Hermann Hoppe. Um, 
Hoppe is a very interesting character. He's he's a guy who came up with a theory about covenant communities, basically this idea of like uh, no state, but like walled communities of different ethnic backgrounds, basically. Yeah. It's tribalism, but with condos, basically. Right. And uh, he he's he's of the opinion that undesirable members of society should be forcibly removed from these uh, covenant communities quote-unquote so to speak and which is funny because like whenever you told me the name i jokingly said yeah he's a nazi like, yeah he's a he, fucking nazi he literally should be hanging out with heinrich himmler and yeah 100 so what's what's hilarious about this and by hilarious i mean not fucking funny at all um is that this cover was not meant to be shown in public um the title was fine apparently according to the the mises institute um, the forward by Hoppe was fine. Uh, Hoppe had no problem with the content inside, um, but uh, the the hanging bodies of uh, political enemies was too much. Apparently, um, here's the thing: um, you know, libertarianism is a weird sort of milieu of political thought. Um, you, you might argue that there is no political thought involved. It's just dumb motherfuckers <laughs> being dumb and fedora-y on the internet. And yeah. there is definitely a level to which I will fucking agree with you. But uh, there cannot be any doubt that these people are are the political or the, the philosophical sort of underpinning of the alt-right at this point. Um, the, the organizations that work within sort of the broader quote-unquote libertarian context use the libertarian sort of um general anathema to uh kicking people out and regulating their own communities right to basically incubate nazi ideas right like this is not a joke um last year there was a a, a gathering of students called the international students for liberty conference in washington dc and uh this was kind of a battleground and I mean that almost literally. Um, there were uh, some people, Richard Spencer was one of them, thought, who of hung out in the bar outside because the, the Students for Liberty Conference wouldn't let them oh, in. I remember that video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, John, actually went up to Spencer and didn't like fight him, didn't hit him, but threatened to fight him. They, they got... Don't it was, punch it was him. Spencer in the yeah, face. Yeah, don't don't do that. At every like, fucking turn, don't punch him yeah, in the face. No, don't do With that. With a brick. But uh, he and another guy, uh, Jeff Tucker, mm-hmm. and I have my own issues with Jeffrey Tucker. But um, Tucker is is a is another sort of libertarian bigwig. Um, basically, what's up? It's like. I don't hear anything. You don't hear it? It's like this weird, like, static sound? No, I think we're okay. That's just the recording sound. It's never come up before. Well, you have bad headphones. Anyway, uh... Jeff Tucker was uh, was at this gathering, um, and he, he and this guy John and a couple other kids from the conference forced spencer out on the street and it turned into a big controversy right um what ended up actually happening was that sort of an antifa group within students for liberty uh students for liberty uh ousted all of the students that had been part of uh spencer's coterie Uh um and they got kicked out of their schools so 
Last week, Chelsea Manning was pictured at an alt-right sort of hangout sesh. Right. Um, she she was shown in a picture with a bunch of other people. It was an escape from DC. It was, it was like an escape like of escape the room. It was it was a yeah. it was an escape room kind of deal. Yeah. Um. And a lot of people gave Manning shit for this, and I think Manning herself has come out and kind of said, "Yeah, this was a dumb move on my part." Yeah, um, it, it hurt me. But <laughs> it hurt my feelings. But there is some value to infiltrating these organizations, infiltrating these movements, um, even the not explicitly alt-right movements, um, in order it, to gather information. It was and, more so me, like, when, when I saw Richard Spencer basically saying that, you know, she was basically the last white hope for white nationalism you know? yeah but he was gonna say that no matter who showed up bernie yeah. sanders could have shown up and he'd have said that uh, um, obama <laughs> right exactly and so like it, it was misguided but the intention i think shouldn't be missed there is a there's an opportunity here to combat the alt-right where they are um and where they make their nests one of these places is the libertarian movement um I understand that a lot of our listeners probably can't stomach to look at libertarians, much less spend time among them. Um, you know, there's there's this whole idea. There's there's this kind of this weird idea of disposability culture within certain social justice and or sort of uh, left milieus, um, basically saying like, hey, um, for the sake of ideological purity, if you are in proximity to these groups fuck you get out right i get that you know there there have been times where i've said fuck off get out um and i think there are times when it's justified to do so but what uh what i think needs to be made very fucking explicitly clear is if we don't we don't have people in these communities watching the fascies and the fucking the the frog dicks and the maga heads and all that other shit yeah do their shit and we don't operate on the sort of mindset of disruption you know infiltration uh, re uh reconnaissance and disruption um then any attack any quote-unquote resistance is not going to work yeah, you've got it's baseless. You're you know, basically at that point running on assumption and not facts. You're running on assumption. You're running on this idea that like boycotts and um, you know symbolic displays of protest are going to have any effect when you've got people preparing for literal war. We saw this shit in Charlottesville, right? You know, I mean, we talked about this shit right after Charlottesville. Yeah, um, I think that was like episode two. Or you know, three. one of the one of the only good things to come out of Charlottesville was a group called Unicorn Riot, literally hacking a Discord server where a bunch of alt right fucks were talking. Yeah, and they published the entire chat logs. Oh man, that was. Uh, I I feel like I know what this is. Yeah, I. This was right after Charlottesville. They God published all of this shit. Um, and this is this is important. Right, we, like, was this with Andy? Uh, what's his face? Like, what? When this? Like, uh, a place where a bunch of big YouTube, no, uh, no. libertarians and art, art writers were as well. Charlottesville? No, in the Discord. Uh, somewhere, somewhere. It right. was just, it was just shitheads. It was just 
fascist. Maybe I'm just confusing it for something else. I, yeah, I don't know what you're what you're on about right now, but drugs. Good. That that makes sense. But this is this is the thing. There are organizations that are within the libertarian movement that are sort of good guys, and they are entry points. They're entry points for you to basically find and observe the people who are acting as fascists. Right. Or who are sort of moving in that direction. And you have two sort of things that you can do. You can, as I mentioned, sort of observe and, you know, write down all that you see and then report back on it. I mean, groups like Rose City Antifa have been doing this for years and they are super successful at it. Um, Or, you know, if you feel that you're up to it, not everybody is, and this is not something that everyone or even most people should do, is um, if you see someone teetering on the edge of fascism, try to talk them out of it. Try to talk them off the ledge. Get them out of this mindset. Um, And it's going to be difficult. It's not something that we have a sort of a blueprint for, but, um, you know, this is kind of, this is where we're at. This is the stakes that we have. Um, you know, Chase Rachel's got his start as a fucking internet troll. Like I remember disregarding him in discussions, like not discussions, but like arguments, like on Facebook, I remember seeing his name just pop up and he'd be like, he just makes shitty arguments. That's all he did. And now he's making books that are basically arguing for genocide, for uh, cleansing of political enemies, things like that. Right. That's not, you know, that doesn't start in a day. That doesn't just pop up. It's it's leaving a toxic thought unchecked. I mean, that's what it's, it is. It's, it's not it's, even that. It's, it's, it's saying, you know what? The alt-right... They're they're going to answer every question that someone who's teetering on the edge has, and they're going to present quote unquote rational arguments. Um, But but again, that's leaving it unchecked. It's not actually counter. Yeah, there's there's no countering the 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 argument. It's just allowing a person to kind of keep traveling down this this track until it finally just off rails and all blacks are now thieves you know what i mean well it's not even that it's that all all of them must die that's what they're saying that like it's it's gotten well past the point of casual racism like it's at the point now where it's like oh these people just have to die that's all it is and you know if if we're not aware of that if we're not aware of where that starts then we're at a disadvantage 100 percent. so um while it is a kind of a funny, hilarious thing to look at the douche, like the douchebag with the fucking stupid book cover, yeah, um, it brings up a wider point that, um, you know, these people are mobilizing and they are consolidating their power. Um, what I was talking about in the first segment, not a joke, but uh, you know, that's that's something that we have to consider for the future. So ultimately, you know, um, Trevor was kind enough to give you some ideas on things that you can do um, to help in the fight, Um, collecting information, uh, being a part of, or well, not being a part, but just kind of cohabitating in some degree, Um, just kind of being aware and making it aware that you are known. But under no circumstances should you do so uh, without the intent of being safe. And that's so important. Like too many people act and they're not thinking about the possible outcomes. Um, be aware of your surroundings know what you're getting into 
know the environment. Um, if you're going into a place like Chelsea Manning in this situation with the escape the room, you know, um, you know, if the tables was turned in the in the uh, Richard Spencer scenario where he's in that hotel uh, with all those kids, um, know your exits. Whenever things start heating up, know where when to leave. Um, if you want to do things uh, cyber-wise, make sure you're not making the threats. Make sure that you are uh, running uh, behind a... Uh, uh, I, I forgot what I was saying. A VPN. There you go. Um, just make sure that you are doing everything in such a way that you cannot be harmed. And uh, baby birds, I think uh, that will do it for us here at the Terminus uh, Podcast. Um I am Jeremy. That is Trevor. We would like to thank Kevin Moan from Kevin Moan and the Reptiles for the use of their theme song, Police State, off the album Kevin Moan and the Reptiles uh, at Bandcamp, KevinMoanTheReptiles.bandcamp.com. Also, the remix featuring Lil Wayne Ex- oh, no. is off the chain. You can Oh, you said that, too. Yeah. Uh, you Super can find uh, our podcast on Apple Podcast, which I recommend you subscribe to you give us a, a good old recommendation give one us star a five us star us we're terrible yeah there you go there you go five or one star review um at least just let us know yeah. um but that's going to be primarily where we're at right now the soundcloud thing is is kind of it's not yeah. dead but it is dying so it is we've given itunes up. is or apple podcast is kind of where we're at at this point but um enjoy us there uh, you can go to terminus underscore pod for twitter uh go to terminus underscore media patreon um go to the terminus podcast on facebook renegade radio where you can read my non-stupid stuff monday months monday morning dumpster dive uh to hear trevor not talk to a stupid person um no wait baby birds take care of yourselves take care of one of one another in the end We are all we need. We love you so. 